Good morning, and welcome to the Promenade Podcast. Now, we are not currently coming to you from the friendly studios at the moment. No, we are here at a secret undisclosed location, which is our base of operations for STLV 2018. Now, I know in the last episode I said I was not going. I lied, and I was not doing that to be mean or malice or malicious. It was, I was originally not going to be coming to STLV this year due to things that were happening at work, but I was able to negotiate for a few days off to attend this year. So this will be the beginning of our coverage of day three of STLV. So when you hear me later on, we will be at the Rio, and we will be walking around interviewing people and catching up what happened. So what happened? Day one or day zero, the night before, pre-STLV, Con Eve, um, everybody was attending various events and partaking of adult beverages to making sure that they were within standard parameters. And then day one happened, and I'm not entirely sure what transpired day one. I know Komini was, I think, the big star for day one. Yesterday, yesterday being August 2nd, Thursday, um, the big star was Jason Isaacs, who made his STLV debut, and I heard that was a really good panel. And so today we'll see what happens. So come along, enjoy the adventure. Um, well, yes, behind me, you that is Barry Manilow behind me. You have really good eyes. No, well, yes, he, he's got his show at the Westgate, formerly the Las Vegas Hilton. Yes. Yes, that is him, a picture of him on the side of the building because everybody loves Barry Manilow. We're, as I said, we are here at an undisclosed location, our current base of operations for STLV 2018. So when you hear us again, we will be at the Rio. All right. <laughs> and we are now here at the Rio. Let us enter, shall we? So it is the DS925. And also this is the first convention post-season one of Discovery. So they're going very heavy on the Discovery. All of the banners above me are all season one Discovery cast members. And coming up on my left is an exhibit of concept art for the motion picture. So let's do the quick grand tour since we're here. It is day three, and we're going by the Borg alcove and heading into Quarks and the CBS All Access stage. And there's a panel happening right now. All right, so right now at the convention, the current time is 10.15 in the a.m., so a lot of people are still sleeping it off from last night. So that was Quarks. So we're now making our way back to the big hallway, past the Borg alcove. Good morning. Having fun? Having Always having a wonderful time. So right next to me is Madison Spencer, who is one of the premier Dr. Crusher cosplayers. How are you doing today? I am great, thank you. And thank you for that compliment. I appreciate it greatly. So when will we see Mirror Crusher? Mirror Crusher will make her debut on Saturday. Okay. Yes. Now, what was the hardest part of doing that since that was just all from a comic? There were no actual real pictures to go off of. Um, the actual, the hardest part was creating the patterns. Um, because there was only one head-to-toe image in the comic, it was trying to figure out how to piece it together and make a whole new pattern because nothing that I had I could reuse. 
the lab coat had to have a whole new pattern, and it's I use a, a vegan leather that had to be all piped and fluted. So it, it took some time to get that all done. Well, I can't wait to see it tomorrow. Thank you. Okay, have a good time. All right, so we're continuing down. I look up, I see Saru, I see Stamets, I see this is Effing Kutili on my rides to the Forest Kelly Theater, and there's like 10 people in there for a panel. Guardian Forever is back to my right. Um, up ahead, we have the some Roddenberry stuff, the 10 Forward Bar, and the Virtual Reality Museum. The Mirror Universe exhibit, which isn't opened yet. The Agonizer booth from season one of Discovery. And the TOS era bridge. Oh, well, this is a new thing here. Well, I guess this year they're doing something different. They have a family quiet room this year. They haven't had that in years past. All right, so. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ooh. So we're inside the TOS era bridge set. Ooh. So in keeping with the Mirror Universe Terran Empire theme, it's done in the style of the ISS Enterprise for Mirror Mirror. Ooh. All right, so we're inside the world-famous vendor's room. Okay, so we're here. It's the fansets table. And Lou is talking to Bobby Clark. So the Make It So table is there. Garrett Wang's here. So we got the autographs. We've got, what is this? Oh, a t um, an STO group. The Adversaries booth. Gaze in Space. The coffee tables from last year. Jewelry. More Trek swag. Autographs, the Anvils booth. Ooh, so this year they're de not only debuting the Niners baseball cap, but the Niners uniform. IDW's here. Well, they've redone the convention room because they got all the autograph tables. Instead of being in the center, they have them all around now. That's where everybody. So the board to be wild stuff is here. More Star Trek stuff, action figures, playsets, Hallmark ornaments, collector's plates, the official STO booth. Okay, the Sons of Kirk have a table, Chase Masterson's table, Aaron Eisenberg, Max Grodencheck, J.G. Hertzler, Robert O'Reilly, and then currently doing autographs is the man everyone's come to see, Jason Isaacs. All right, so more people. They got really organized with all the con the autograph stuff this year. Everybody's here, the line's already started to be in line, so Marina's already here, Gates McFadden is here, John Delancey is here. It is crazy. And it's not even 10.30 yet. So that is what is currently going on in the vendor's room. And Denise Crosby just walked by. Everybody's waking up because it was a long night last night. Good morning, Lou. How are you doing? I'm good. So we're here with Lou over at the Fansets table. They are literally the first booth you see when you come in. So who did you bribe to get this spot? Well, I had to sell my son into... Uh, servitude to uh, creation to uh, get this phenomenal spot I, I don't know I think I was I didn't I've been playing lottery for 56 years and I think I, I finally won in, in a backhanded way so yeah it's, it's a phenomenal spot that we've got here all right so um, so this is the collector's pin for this year for the DS 925 yes we did uh, just like we did with uh, next generation for the 30th we we are producing the same amount of uh, sets that we did uh, as epi number of episodes in the series. 176 of these will be made and then forever put away. Uh, it features all the, the main characters. You know, DS9 had such a diverse uh, 
crew probably more than any of the other shows because I mean you you, you could put Rom in here, you could put Lita, Garrick, Morn, Goldukat, yeah. I mean it, it it was so hard, you know. So what we did though is we broke it down into because we we like to keep the character designs large, so you can really they, the characters stand out. So we broke the, the station down into six quadrants, and we and we did uh, Kira Odo, Bashir, uh, Quark, Jedzia Dax, uh, not Ezri, and uh, Chief O'Brien on the station with Cisco in the center part, and we put uh, Worf out on the Defiant because you know that's where he likes yeah. that that's where his yeah. quarters were. So that, we wanted to get the Defiant because it's such an integral part of the show. When it was introduced, uh, and they could actually, you know, go somewhere yeah. and fight battles. So yeah, we, so we put Wharf out there in the uh, the Defiant, and then also at this show we introduced, um, in, not in any kind of limited form whatsoever. We introduced our uh, Star Trek Discovery background, which gives everyone who buys the episode pins from us and/or the characters a place to. Put their pins so you don't have to you know if you don't want to put them on the stands that we sell you want to hang them on the wall yeah. now you can do this and we're going to be introducing that feature with all of our backgrounds where it's just a standard background and you yeah. can put you know you can say if you want to do it and say this is the season forecast or the season one or the, the entire you know one through seven you could you could literally put as you can tell a lot of character pins on those backgrounds and or the ships that we from our micro fleet line. So we're really excited about bringing that to our to our customers, and I and it adds a whole new dimension to how you can display your product. Okay, we uh, we also are doing our uh, our very first. And, and Robert, you're going to get an exclusive here. You're well, going to you're going to get the the Annette well. This is going to be recorded. I was at the iBar last night. Okay, so you're going to get. You're going to get an exclusive announcement here, just because you walked up here today to talk to me. So this was our, our very first in our series series of autograph pins, and we we launched with well, the first face on Mount the Star Trek Mount Rushmore, uh, William Shatner. Yes. So we, we we produced a hundred of these that he hand signed. It's not a reproduction. You can see they're laid out here, and and, and Mr. Shatner is signing every one of them. So we produced a hundred of those. We're selling 18 of those a day because we want everyone who attends the show to have a shot at getting that yeah. pin. Otherwise, we would have sold out first night. How much is the Shatner it's autograph? It's 150 bucks. Wow. And, and each one is individually numbered. It's not one of 100. It's one, two, three, four. So you actually get an assigned number. And, and at our party tonight, um, we're giving away one, the grand prize for the whole party. The last thing we're going to give away is... An autograph pin, but it's the number one pin. It's the no, oh, wow. it's numbered number one. So, so someone's going to walk home with a very very nice piece of it. And then our second exclusive that we did was the black and white to boldly go pin. Now our color version that we did, we that is that is our best selling pin of the year. We have sold that into 47 countries around the world. But yeah, 47 countries we have sold that into. But the main comment we would hear from, from customers is 1966 was the first year of color television and our family didn't have one. We watched the color episodes on black and white TV sets and, and my, my partner John, who is, you know, he's got talent on loan from God, he said, wow, you know, we heard that over and over and over and over again. He said, wow, what a great idea for an exclusive. So we produced a hundred of these black and white STLV to boldly go pins, uh, which is you know the old television with how it would have looked on a black and white TV. So yeah, you too. Excuse me. We we and they've been selling like crazy. So and it's a cool pin. It's, it's a it's a unique thing. We, we will always have this one in our line. That one once the hundred are gone, yeah, they're gone. Wow. Uh, the other piece we that we release for this show, which we do every year now, it's a standard piece, is we do our STLB poker chip. This year it features Captain Cisco from the Bada Bing, Bada Bada Bang, Bang episode. Uh, the only thing missing on that pin is him singing. It's an incredible <laughs> looking scene. It's done in silver glitter to signify the 25th anniversary. And, and, it, and it literally looks like we took Avery Brooks' picture 
and put it on pay. It came out incredible this year. I don't uh, know what you guys are going to do for next year because next year the only thing happening would be the 40th anniversary of the motion picture right. is the only big thing. We, we have, we, we, we already kind of know what we're going to do. We can't let that out of the bag okay. yet, but it's going to be great. And it, I can tell you this much, our poker chip next year will, uh, well, I, I just can't tell you anymore. It'll give it away if I go to further. So, okay. let, let's go on. So, so, so this is the um, free pin that we're all going to be getting tonight at the party? Yes, the first 150 people to our party that starts at 8 o'clock at the other room uh, in the uh, forum, shops forum shops at Caesars Palace. Yes. Uh, starts at 8 o'clock. The first 150 people will get a commemorative Fan Geeks party pin because we do this the, do this party in conjunction with the Trek Geeks. Dan and Bill will be yeah. emceeing the show. Uh, we may get you up there for a few minutes. You can maybe do the showgirl song and dance. Robert, you got the sweater on. You look great. Thank you. Um, and then the other things that we brought out for the show real quick, that which these will be available on our website ongoing, which is the, the Idic pin. Uh, we are Starfleet, the LLAP pin, and we uh, the DS925. The DS925 pin. So we, we've got a lot going on. We also brought out an Odo pin where he's coming out of the bucket <laughs> with, with a uh, with the gold swirling of a change lane around it. So yeah, we're we're excited. This, you know, the, this is our favorite show of the year. This isn't a con comic convention to us. This is our Star Trek family reunion. We. we, we we go to conventions all around the country. We never go out and have a drink afterwards yeah. with, with the people because yeah. the, 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 everyone is, you know, we're, we don't consider ourselves like a lot of other manufacturers where we're just selling and, and here's our product and, you know, give us your money. We, we want to interact with, with the uh, customers. And even if they're not customers, you know, we have plenty, we have tons of people that we interact with that, that just aren't into pins, but they're Star Trek fans and, and we have a purpose to, to, uh, to push the Star Trek brand. So whether it's pins or shirts or hats or, you know, red sweaters, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's good. It's, we, we've had a great show and, and we appreciate it. You know, you coming out to talk to us. Now I have a question because I saw yeah. the pictures on social media. So was Mary, it was Mary Wiseman who stopped by the booth, correct? No, that, uh, we had uh, Rekha Sharma came by the oh, booth. Oh, Yep, and, and we're, we're actually bringing her pin out. We're announcing at the show here that we're bringing her character pin out, but it's gonna be our first Mirror Universe design oh. for a Discovery character. And then, and then also, uh, subsequently, we'll do uh, Sam uh, Bartholomew's in right after that okay. uh, and, and it'll be our first journey into the the discovery mirror universe characters we're really excited to uh, 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 Mary Weissman's pin also just because of how the con the stark contrast between the characters the pins are that that pin will be incredible so what was um Rekha Sharma's reaction I'm guessing she wanted to see what what the the stills or the for, for her pin look like well you know, they all want a, an, an advance uh, preview of what they're going to look like. Unfortunately, because of the licensing aspect, we can't bring those. We can't show those until CBS blesses them, just because okay. the, the images can't get out to the okay. get out on the street. But it's going to it'll look great. And uh, she was actually very excited that it was in the Mirror Universe <laughs> costume rather than the uh, the standard uh, Starfleet dress. So, and when I say dress, I mean the outfit. Yeah. So, the Discovery uniform. Yes, the Discovery uniform. So yeah, it's uh, and, and this this show is, you know, it, it's it's eight thousand people that are every one of them are friendly. They're smiling. It's it's unlike anything else. We were at San Diego Comic Con last week, and it was you know, yeah. How, how was out. that? Uh, it was it was busy. I, we we went and saw the. Uh, uh, we went and saw the the Star Trek Discovery display that they had at uh, the Michael Wolf galleries, and and as usual, CBS knocked it out of the park with um, their displays. I mean, the displays are just incredible. We're actually using the photographs that we got at that uh, at their uh, at their display to model off of because you just can't you know pictures don't do the the actual uniforms justice. Yeah. And so you know, I, I spent. 45 minutes to an hour in there with my camera just shooting the boots you know all all the de details and stuff that, that they put into it that it it's 
you know, we want we want to try to bring that kind of pinpoint accuracy to our product. It, it, it's an incredible deal. I, I can't tell you how great CBS is to work with on, on this stuff. They're at, they're our favorite license because they go out of their way to uh, accommodate us and, and help us bring some really cool stuff to the market. Well, let me ask this general question so you don't get in trouble with CBS. Okay, good. I, please. It's probably safe to say you already have or have already an idea of what the season two episode pins will be, correct? Well, they've, we're, we're just right now starting to get uh, stuff in on the, from the first six episodes um, and the style guide and, and all the stuff that will be in done. So we're, it's, season two is going to be incredible. We've, uh, we've already seen uh, uh, the you know, Pike in full dress, you know, as everyone has seen in the, uh, the, 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 the season two trailer. Um, we're working on him right now. We're working on an Enterprise uh, pin and, you know, some other surprises that, we'll, that as we get a little bit closer, I think, you know, I will tell you this, there's going to be some announcements later this year. I think that the fans are uh, going to really like, not just from us, but from the CBS world on where Star Trek's heading. So, follow-up question. I don't want to get you in trouble with yeah, CBS still, but is there a chance that we could see a season two Spock pin next year? If, it, in whatever iteration Spock is in, in the series, we will absolutely do a pin for it. Maybe more than one. Oh. I mean, because it's Spock. I mean, for, 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 for us to get back. We're, we're going to do a Spock-Kelvin timeline pin. He's part of our... Uh, uh, you know, we really have so much Star Trek coming. We, we, we literally have probably 60 designs that are approved that's been through sample that we didn't bring because we were we were so heavily invested in making sure that the uh, DS9 sets made it out that we we didn't do, we, we just couldn't get it all done in time and get it in to the United States in time. So, but we will have so much Star Trek stuff coming out this fall that, uh, we could probably fill another one of these showcases. Wow! So, but yeah, we we will we will have we have Kelvin timeline stuff coming. We have more ships. We have the long-awaited re Enterprise refit. Um, but yeah, so to answer your question in a roundabout way, we will have Spock stuff out this year, it, or it'll be next year. But if in in however he shows up, okay. However he shows up. Okay, so let me let you get back. All right. So I'll see you tonight. You you you're gonna be there. I yes, I will be there. You I'll be the Monty Hall of, <laughs> of of broadcasters, Robert. Really, Monty Hall? Monty Hall. You, well, you see, you can take the five hundred dollars, or you can trade it in for what's behind door number two. Absolutely. And part of the price behind door number two is a year supply of wax paper. Right. Uh, or uh, widgets. <laughs> we'll we'll take door number two. Okay. Congratulations. You've won a do-it-yourself butter kit. With a cow and a churn. Thank you, Robert. Yes, and, and I need those because I'm kind of short on them. But I have a lot of pins. Come, come see us at the booth. We're right inside the front door here at the fabulous STLV convention. Okay. Thank you, Robert. Okay, I'll see you tonight, Lou. All, right, All right, so the Akudas are currently at the Roddenberry booth talking shop. So Dominic Keating, Anthony Montgomery are here. Wait, I have an update over at the TNG autograph section. So we have John Delancey, we have Marina, we have Denise Crosby, Gates McFadden, Michael Dorn is here, Jonathan Frakes is just got here, and the line for the TNG autographs is going out of the room, into the hallway. All right, we're now at the Roddenberry, back at the Roddenberry booth, and it. It's. Yeah, I'm. It's okay. I it's Grace Moore from Women at Warp. You got there, and it's good to it's good to be talking to people. How's how you doing today? Good. Yeah. See anything wild yet? Not yet. It's only ten thirty. Well, that's that's like twelve forty-five in in convention hours, isn't it? So. Time moves differently when you're in a convention hall full of Trekkies. That is very true. What have you got planned for today? Uh, I'm just going to be walking around, seeing stuff, doing stuff. Experience giving the lie.
drive experience as it goes. Yes. Alright, I dig it. We've got a sort of Soldier of Fortune podcasting going on. So, I thought this was also on a t-shirt. It was for a while. It was for a while on our previous network. So, for those of you wondering what I'm talking about, the, which episode of Women at Warp is this where this, this now infamous line came? Never forget that Riker's, that Pulaski banged Riker's dad, and it's become kind of a, kind of a maxim for us just to never forget, because one man's social discomfort is one group of ladies' catchphrase, really. Do we remember which episode that was? Pulaski pulls no punches. Yes. Okay. It was an episode. Would you like to use a lifeline? 50-50, phone a friend, pull the audience, double dip, three wise men shout out, mobile shout out. <laughs> well, we'll let our friends at MCI contact someone in 1990 and ask them. Anywho, we've got some great stickers out here. We've got, never forget, the Women at Warp logo, Sue Science Corner. And Where she's sciencing the science. Exactly. Using science to science the science. And then we've got our Don't Rosalind Franklin Me sticker of Lily. 16. Okay, it was episode 16 of Women at War. And as you can see, there is no shortage of ships at this table, courtesy of Eagle Moss, who's sponsoring us again, and has all kinds of goodies lined up for people who are interested. Completely understand. I, it's, it, I know I said that time moves differently at a convention, but it's still coffee time for me. Still not firing on all cylinders yet. That's a process. You know, I work graveyard and I don't drink coffee. How do you do it? I condition myself to be able to do that. Well, what about you were on the panel yesterday, right? Oh, okay. Later today, Shakespeare and Star Trek, and I'm very excited to see how that goes. Uh, we're going to have Mary Chico from uh, Discovery is going to be on it, and then on Saturday we've got the Roddenberry Network panel that we're all very excited for to let everyone know what we've got cooking. Sweet. And further down at the table with the Roddenberry booth, it's the gold standard of the cornerstone of the Roddenberry Podcasting Network, two-thirds of the host of Mission Log. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, did you say goat standard? Gold. Oh, my bad. Okay. Could also be the goat standard. We can go on the goat standard if that would help. Well, imagine if we switched everything to the goat standard. Yeah. Like how many goats for a hotel room at the Rio? How many goats for that model of the Enterprise over there? Flying would be difficult. Flying would be very Flying hard. Would be very difficult. Yeah. If you have to pay for anything once you get there. Sure. Although it would bring, it would probably bring like the all-inclusive travel. Yep. Home. Like 150 goats. And you're taken care of. Yeah, you get everything for your whole they go trip. On a cruise. Right. Well, they make cruise. They make a cruise very difficult. 150 goats. But if I want the upgraded cabin, I get 300 goats, and I get all my alcohol included. That's true. Where are they going to put yes. all the goats? Uh, Chicago. All right. I'm assuming a stockyard. They had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> so how is your um, deep dive into Deep Space Nine going so far? It's fine. <laughs> oh. Good answer. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's huh. I, it's a hard question to answer in you know a, a 
quick soundbite. Um, for the show that I'm least familiar with, there's more for me to discover, because um, a lot of it feels new. But I know the characters, I know the rough outlines, I know the general arcs of where things are going. But uh, being able to study it in detail from week to week is pretty fascinating. I mean, uh, look, season one has got some real missteps in it, but it has some really powerful episodes, some great acting, some great performances. Shows that I think you could lift completely out of the Star Trek world and they would stand on their own. So um, I, I'm absolutely loving it so far. I would say that I can't wait to do more, but literally I can't wait to do more because we have a deadline. So I cannot wait to do more. Yeah. 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 You? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to say because we haven't really done a deep dive yet. We're studying each episode individually, but we only finished season one. So we're not even a seventh of the way through because season one was short. So, I mean... As first seasons go, with the exception of Discovery, which is a whole different thing, mm -hmm. they seem to have found their footing fairly quickly. Uh, you do get weird episodes, though, like Move Along Home. You get bad episodes, like Dramatis Personae. Uh, You're not a fan of Rayo Vantico. Of who? I don't remember. Rayo Vantico was he, uh, the, the, the character in Dramatis uh, uh, Personae. Uh, I'm not a fan of the fact that we spent 45 minutes learning nothing. I'm not a fan of the fact that at the end of it all, it was like, oh, so that was a thing that happened. Yeah. Um, but like the Q episode. Like just Q totally episode. inconsequential. Yeah. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Q. And you remember Q. So, yeah. See, we're Star Trek because you remember Q. Yeah. And there's right. Vosh. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or Vash. Yeah, it depends on which scene it is. <laughs> Thank you. I think we can all agree she is no woman for Picard. Yeah. She just isn't. All right. So, so yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's fun. We'll get to find out. We'll find out. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how the rest of it goes. I have no judgment yet. I don't dread it, which is great, because I was afraid that I was going to. It's, it's, it's good. It's, yeah. well, I mean, so far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> Except for when it's not. Yeah. But you know, what was weird is this sort of, like, Right before we got to DS9 and right when we started DS9, the, um, the amount of interest people had in how we would react to DS9. People, people were sort of trying to prep us like, no, go easy on it, or make sure you do this, or just wait because this is going to happen. I just want to say stop. Just, you know, pretend like it's 1993, pretend like we're all watching it for the first time. Let's rediscover this show as it comes along. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Mission log format works, <laughs> so we'll be okay. Okay, but I do stand by my statement. I was one of the people I told you that this, this is going to be the, your darkest season of Mission Log yet. Cool. Because you were because you were doing the Szechuan sauce. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Y Yamak sauce and Szechuan sauce have uh, have a lot of parallels. I like to think. The Cardassians' desperation for yamak sauce. And they brought it up again. They brought it up yamak sauce again in duet. Duet. Yeah. Duet. That's good. I hope that the next six seasons of DS9 are just full of references to yamak sauce. That, to me, will be the mark of a truly successful season of Star Trek. I got some bad news for you. Oh, come on. <laughs> Spoiler. Great. Great. Okay, so we're going to head out of the vendor's room. There are a couple of people <laughs> cosplaying the aliens from Galaxy Quest. We'll see if we can get an interview with them later on. Okay, so we're going to head out of the vendor's room. So it's now 11.07. Everyone's woken up. Hi, can I interview you folks really quick? give you my card so we can let everybody know who you're cosplaying as a mirror universe command outfit lieutenant this is the captain this is the michael burnham version okay and this is the emperor Felipe jojo <laughs> she's snacking right now <laughs> now we're in the collapse <laughs> so we're, 
Where did you? When? Wait, why did you decide to do the the Discovery Mirror Universe outfits? Oh, well, we enjoyed Discovery a lot. The Mirror Universe, Mirror Universe was very fun, and we know that the Novos is going to be selling the normal uniforms. We thought they're complex enough. I don't want to make something that's going to go on sale next year. <laughs> so we'll do the Mirror instead because they're similar. They're actually slightly more fun. You have more silly props, wacky daggers, and that. They have a little bit more impact. How long did it take to make the uniforms? Months. It takes a while. I, I work very slowly because I have a day job and a yes. very adorable child. So, yes. so yeah, but spread, space it out over about four or five months to get everything together. Okay. Thank you very much. Can I take your picture really quick? Sure. So a Gorn who is not Santa Gorn has just entered the vendor's room. We'll see if we can get an interview with that Gorn, unless they're busy trying to play the slot machines again this year. But that could be a different Gorn. I don't know. So it's day three and we've already seen one Gorn. Well, can I interview you really quick? Let me give you my card. Oh, masquerade or eye bar? Eye bar. Oh, that's right. You were I wearing... Was I was wearing the gold. Yes. Okay, so let everybody know who you're cosplaying. I am uh, Dr. Miranda Jones. So from... From uh, season three. From season three. What is... Oh, crap. I'm I hungover. I don't remember. It, no, it's... Um, uh, no, 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 in Truth Is There No Beauty? That's, that's the one. That's it. I should know that. <laughs> so... Yeah. So why did you decide to cosplay this? This. When I started this, I thought it might be would be easy, and it turns out to be, it turned out not to be because I sewed the beads on. Yeah. And it took months and months and months. So. <laughs> Was that the hardest part? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. So the visor is just um, you heat up plexiglass with a heat gun and and then put the metal on it yeah um and the hair is just a, a wig with a twist so yeah so the beads are the hard part we said that yesterday you had a much difficult cosplay who were you cosplaying well, no, no, yesterday it wasn't, it wasn't that it was that i did big hair yesterday which takes a long time when i'm doing my real hair <laughs> and it just took a long time okay. that's all <laughs> so yeah so that's all okay so, so yeah. any who are you going to be doing any more cosplays? Uh, so tomorrow I am going to be a Vulcan Psychop. Did you say a Vulcan Psychop? A Vulcan Psychop. Is best is Bester okay with that? I I figured I'd check with him tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's doing his panel tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, he's going to get a lot of Babylon Five questions tomorrow. Is he? Well, yeah, because it's on Amazon Prime. It went on That's Amazon right. Prime it just in went June. On Amazon Prime, yeah. So, I, I've watched that. You know, Deep Space Nine and Babylon Five. That's what I was watching at the time. So, yeah. yeah. So that, those are my shows. So you're so, gonna be doing the whole black outfit? So no, because it's dark. You know, so it's the red shoulders. <laughs> but with the jackdaw belt and yeah. the gloves and the ears. So it should be good. It should be good. Let's see, I'm doing that in the morning, and then uh, I've got to go change because we've got a picture with Damar in the afternoon, and I'm okay. not doing that with Damar. So now I've got a Canard bottle for that. <laughs> I know how much he loves Canard. I know. So <laughs> it should be an entertaining photograph. It should. Okay. So enjoy the rest of your convention. Thank you. Alright, so we're gonna head out back into the main hallway. So they're be really being really mirror universe heavy this. Congratulations! Yes, thank you. We're inventing treasure. Oh, we're, we're quitting smoking. Yes, and Madeline wants to talk to you. I not now, Madeline. <laughs> not now, Madeline. That's that's uh yeah. Doctor Nichols did right. He did good. So are you part of the um I of of the of this cosplay group because there's two other people who I know do this cosplay. I chose it because it was easy. <laughs> It's a very simple cosplay to put together, and I can wear the cardigan again. <laughs> so, uh, full spoiler alert, it was simply because it's easy. Okay, Plus, only really good Star Trek aficionados get it. So, it's like a top 
Well, as Jim Morehouse, who, who did this, the first person to ever do this a couple of years ago, he calls it a decup, deep, deep cut reference. It is a deep cut. I think he has four lines and he's in, the, he's in it for three minutes. So, absolutely. But Dr. Nich- to all the no- Dr. Nichols fans out there, it's time he gets his due. So, happy to help. Okay, can I get your picture absolutely. really quick? Okay, one second here. Okay, that's my third Galaxy Quest cosplay of the day. So as I posted on the Twitter account, which I, as long as we're here in a break in the action, you can follow the Promenade pa- Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Promenade Pod. We have an Instagram, Promenade Podcast. And there's our Facebook page, Promenade Podcast. So as I posted on the Twitter account earlier, apparently this year they decided they're checking both wristbands and lanyards. Okay, so we currently have the line for Nakoda Bohr, her photo op. All right, John Delancey is, is wandering around. One of the people with the house band is here. Um, excuse me, sir, I have a question for you. How do you feel? Vulcans do not feel. <laughs> that is an answer, but that wasn't the answer I was looking for. <laughs> uh, cool. <laughs> Better than I was yes, the other day. I was Abe Lincoln the other day. I was hot, and now I feel good. You're the guy who does Abe Lincoln. Yes. I've been wanting to interview you okay. for like two years. <laughs> I'm Abe Lincoln. I'm, I was Abe Lincoln two days ago, yes. And do a lot of people sort of wonder why you're doing Abe Lincoln at a Star Trek convention? My first year, yes. They thought I was Vampire Slayer Abe Lincoln. <laughs> Everyone else trying to figure out what does Abe Lincoln have to do with Star Trek. And then I would say 30% of the people here knew what Abe Lincoln had to do with Star Trek. And then every year I've come, they finally got, oh, it's Abe Lincoln from Savage Curtain. <laughs> okay, and today you're dressed up as Spock from yes. Star Trek Four. Yes. Is there a big Star Trek Four cosplay group today? Because Dr. Nichols just walked by. Not that I'm aware of. Okay, well, then you're <laughs> the second Star Trek Four cosplay Actually, I've seen today. I'm the fifth, then. Who else is the... There were three more guys dressed up as Spock Voyage Home like this. Oh, wow. And you have, it looks like you have Ripper there. Yes. My, uh, I call her Tartar Sauce. Tartar Sauce. <laughs> okay, thank you. You're welcome. Have a good convention. Mud's Women group cosplay with a female mud. Okay, that's one way to do it. When I was at WonderCon back in March, there was a group that decided to do the Playboy Bunny and Hef cosplay concept and turn it on its head. It was it was all men do as princes, and Tinkerbell was Hef. I have a picture of it on the uh, Facebook on the Facebook page. All right, if you can let everybody know who you're cosplaying as. I am cosplaying as Tilly from Discovery. Is she your favorite character from Discovery? Yes. So at home, do you run around saying her catchphrase? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I just cosplay as her. Okay. And you have what looks like the tardigrade. Yep, that's correct. <laughs> so are you planning to get your photo op with her this week? Yes, I am. Are you going to be doing it in this outfit? Yes. Okay. Okay. Have a great, good convention. Thank you. So there's a woman doing a very, very deep cut cosplay. She's doing the happy face in the plume of spoke that Picard did. Oh, shoot. It's season six episode. Miratasha Yar. So, where'd you get the idea to do Miratashi Yar from the IDW comic series? Uh, so, my friend brought me the comics last month, and it just I've, I've always wanted to do a Yar, but never pulled the trigger. And that one, it's just such a great costume. 
But she only lasts one episode, one, one issue. Doesn't matter. She's amazing. Have you shown this to Denise Crosby yet? I, no. 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 But I did go by the IW. Oh, okay. No, because she's doing autographs right yeah. now. Yeah, I okay. saw her in there. Yeah. Okay, wait. Okay, they're having a no-bid auction over in the secondary theater. So, Mud's women just ran by. I think they're looking for Mud. So, are you enjoying the convention so far? Oh, incredible. It's been, it's been very good seeing a lot of old friends like you. <laughs> and uh, really enjoying the place. It's, it's always a special, special days here. And I know you do that Star Trek club yes. in Mexico. So how, was, how has Discovery been received in Mexico? Very, very well, very well. Everybody's very excited about the show, especially after the season ending. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we keep waiting for season two. We're hoping that Lorca comes back. <laughs> Did somebody ask him that yesterday at his panel? Uh, I think so. Uh, I think everybody <laughs> has been asking him that. And he had a... He, he, I, he, I, don't, you, I think you saw the Twitter he, he did about that, that everybody yeah. asked him. And he said, I've been lying yeah. to you the whole season. <laughs> Why would you believe wh whatever I say? Yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh, let's... And uh, la uh, yesterday he said that maybe he'll be back, but with a goatee. <laughs> so, so a very important question. Yes. So you get Discovery on Netflix in Mexico? Yes. yes. And it appears with subtitles, so you can uh, read it in English and Spanish and Klingon. In Klingon. Okay. Have a good convention. Are you going to the fan sets party tonight? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I didn't know about that because yesterday I went to the Klingon feast, okay. and then I went to the uh, Trek movie reunion. So I, I missed the gold ticket dinner. So uh, oh well, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, but there's too, so much to do here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, and also. Uh, Next year, our club is going to be 25 years old. Oh, wow. We're, we're having our big anniversary next year. So I'm trying to get some special stuff to give to the guys uh, for the celebration. So we'll see how it goes. Okay. Have a good, great seeing you. You too. Okay. All right. So we're heading out of the convention area and we're making our way to the casino because it's been over 12 hours and I haven't had anything to eat and it's gonna be a long day today. All right, so we're gonna pause and take a break in the action and we will be back. All right, and we're back, we're back from lunch. Um, taking some pictures from some group cosplay events and the Rain Wilson panel. So currently on the big stage right now is Walter Cohen, Conin, Chekhov. So the vendor's room is kind of quiet at the moment. The, the Discovery exhibit this year are all costumes from the second half of the season, the Mirror Universe. And they had two of Michelle Yeoh's Emperor's, Emperor Giorgio's costumes, and I didn't know she was that tiny because they have her full outfit with the gold and everything, and then I have, they have the black one she wore. But then you see Mary Wiseman and Sonequa Martin-Green, and then compared to hers, I'm like, she's tiny. For those of you probably wondering why Michelle Yeoh is not here at STLV, that's because she's part doing a promotional tour for a film that she's starring in called Rich Crazy Asians. And before I get any letters, that's the name of the movie. So the promotional tour for that is conf conflicted with STLV this year. Hopefully they'll be able to get her next year. 
So we're now back in the vendor's room. So it's picked up. Currently in the vendor's room. And I have found Larry. For those of you playing the STLV home game, you can mark off found Larry. All right, we're back. So to fill you in on what has happened, Jonathan Frakes and Marina Surtees had their panel. And as always, one of the enjoyable panels at any Star Trek convention. If you haven't seen them live at a convention, I highly recommend you do that. And then after that, we headed over to the DeForest Kelly Theater, where some good friends of the show, Brooke Wilkins, Amy Emhoff, Grace Moore, along with Mary Chifo, and Annika, oh shoot, I forget her last name. We're doing the Shakespeare and Trekverse panel, where you really haven't heard Shakespeare until you've heard it in the original Klingon. So now we're back in the vendor's room. See what's going on in here. So apparently, while well, I was at the Shakespeare and Trekverse panel, in the main hall they were having the panel for the docu DS9 documentary, What We Left Behind. And apparently there was a, someone asked a question. It wasn't so much a question, it was more of an angry demand wondering not wondering, but demanding that Avery Brooks show his face. I'm guessing the people on the panel didn't appreciate that, and the audience didn't appreciate that, and the Twitterverse didn't appreciate that, and there's Jonathan Frakes and Walter Koning, John Delancey and Corbin Burnson, Michael Dorn's here, pardon me, Marina's here. Mr. Home is here. Okay. Okay. So they've designated you as the spokesperson. So can let everybody know who your group is cosplaying as? Uh, we are cosplaying from Undiscovered Country. We've got Chancellor Gorkhan, his daughter, Azit Burr. This is General Chang, and this is his wife, Lucara. We never saw his wife in the movie. No, we made her up. Okay. Because we had a fourth person. Okay, no problem. Yeah, that's the beauty of cosplay. You can do, you can do whatever you want to do. I have a wife. So how long did it take to make the outfit? Uh, we've literally been planning these since last year's Star Trek convention. The idea, we got the idea on the drive home and decided. So I've been collecting fabric for a, a year. What was the hardest part? Really no. Um, Coming up with hers? No, really. Everything was in my head. I just had to get it out onto <laughs> fabric. That's what I do. Oh, That's, okay. Yeah, I'm a seamstress. I've been oh, sewing okay. for 50 years. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So this wasn't a hard. This wasn't hard for you. It was time consuming, but it wasn't hard. I enjoyed it. This was fun. This was really fun to do. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much, You're folks. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, so the vendor's room, there's still a crowd here. They're open till 7 tonight. All right, so I'll do my day three wrap-up. Um, everybody is having a good time. All of the Discovery stuff has added this new enthusiasm and influx to STLV that hasn't been around for several years. Because you have a new series, you have new actors, you have new and creative cosplays, such as people who were cosplaying the Tardigrade. Yes, that's right, somebody cosplayed the Tardigrade, which now beats the person in Chicago who cosplayed Salamander Janeway. Okay, so we're now back in the hallway, making our way out back to the casino proper. So the goal would, tomorrow would be to take pictures in the Discovery exhibition. So now Walter Koning is taking a picture with the tardigrade. 
things that could only happen at STLV. Wait, can I interview you? Well, can I interview you since I don't think you can do an interview? You can make noises. Okay. Okay, so I was just talking about you. So can everybody know who who your friend is cosplaying as? Absolutely. This is the tardigrade from Star Trek Discovery. Ripper. Ripper, yes. Or Ripper's cousin, I'm not sure. (laughs) So we're... I just like to say, I saw a person at Chicago last year do Salamander Janeway. You now beat Salamander Janeway. <laughs> I remember Salamander Janeway. Were you at Chicago last year? No, I remember the show. Oh, but that yeah, she was, was yeah. she was dressed up as a sa- Salamander. That's, a, that's awesome. So, where did you get the idea to do the tardigrade? Well, we watched the show and found out that the tardigrade was a real thing. Yes. And then it went from there. We just thought nobody had ever tried this before because it's a new show. Are you going to be entering the costume contest? Yes. Yeah, we'll be in the parade and in the contest tomorrow. Okay. So what was the hardest part of making the costume? It, it was sewing all sorts of stuff together. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many man hours are in the costume. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's all homemade. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Live on your property. We got to be careful. Bester could have been, like, doing a mind check on you because he wasn't wearing gloves. <laughs> now he's nervous. <laughs> We've all seen Babylon 5. It's on Amazon Prime now. No problem. Okay, so my only regret today now <laughs> is not getting to take a picture of and interviewing the lady doing the cloud happy face when Picard was space happy. (laughs) The tardigrade. The tardigrade doesn't win something at the costume contest, then people, golly, people are going to get upset. What is this the line for? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It it's Smart Talk Gavin and one of the Dura sisters. I gotta do the It's Smart Talk Gavin and Bator. All right, so to, to wrap up day three of STLV, everybody's having a good time. Um, they're getting ready for this weekend when the other Discovery actors arrive. We had Mary Chifo doing the Shakespeare panel. We had Jason Isaacs, who was doing his photo op and autographs today. He had his panel yesterday. He made a surprise appearance at the Jonathan Frakes Marina Surtees panel. So it's going to be a very interesting weekend. On behalf of a cast of thousands, this is day three of STLV 2018. This is Robert Reyes for the Promenade Podcast. We'll see you next time. I had two Malibu Cokes and two glasses of wine last night.